0: changes in life, no one likes them. But what are some principles we can find to anticipate change? Find out on this episode of Inverse.
1: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: Hey, welcome to Universe, everyone. If you've been following us on our season, we've been looking at uh, different components of families, different aspects of families. And on this episode, we're looking at how to anticipate change and find principles of preparation. So we're going to get into scripture. But before we do so, we're going to have a word of prayer. And Siku, can you uh, lead us out in prayer?
1: Sure. Loving Father, we're so thankful that in every season of life, in every change that we go through, we can trust that you will be with us. And Father, we ask that you would teach us how to be with you as we go through these different experiences. And now that we're going to open your word, guide our thinking, um, help us to learn things from scripture that the Holy Spirit can speak to our lives, that'll make a difference in our lives. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 to, uh, I don't know, whatever we feel like stopping there. And uh, we'll have, Sebastian, can you read for us 1 Corinthians 10? That's after chapter 9, uh, Sebastian, in your Bible.
2: Absolutely. I'm I'm there. I'm there. Cool. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. All passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food. And all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with most of them God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Okay, we'll pause
0: there. Jonathan, what's going on there? Let's give us some context. And mm-hmm. he's talking about, you know, Sebastian emphasized, oh, there's rocks and drink going on. And what's what's going on? Well, a pa- weird party.
3: Yeah, yeah, so Paul is kind of giving us a little, like a flyover mm-hmm. over uh, the early experience of the people of Israel out of, as they come out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And so it says here, you know, I don't want you to be unaware of this. This is very important. They were all under the cloud. This is referring to that pillar of cloud in which God was leading the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. And then they passed through the Red Sea, you know, the, the water is separating, and they were all baptized into Moses and in the cloud and in so the sea. This is the Exodus
0: ex- experience. Yes, this exactly. Is like, you know, the <sighs> going
3: on. This <sighs> is some of the, oh, no, I okay. mean, some of the amazing experiences yeah. they had that established the foundation of their relationship with God.
0: Now He's saying this is really important. Yes. Okay. Yes. Why? So, Sebastian, so keep reading verse six for us, mm-hmm. and he's going to mention why this is important.
2: Now, these things became our examples, to the intent that we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now, all these things happen to them as examples. And they were written for our admonition, mm-hmm. upon whom the ends of the ages have come.
0: Okay, let's skip to verse twelve. Well, not skip, but go to verse twelve in Siku. Can you pick up from there?
1: Sure. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to mm-hmm. bear it.
0: Okay, so going back to Jonathan, okay, yeah. you were mentioning this is, this is the Exodus experience. Mm-hmm. And then he's mentioning there's like snakes going on. These are, these are more mm-hmm. Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus kind of narratives. Right. Why why does Paul say these are important? So he gives us, he he points out that these are examples of
3: things that will happen to you in your life. And if we know the greater context of the Corinthians, we know that this these Christians, you know, these are all first generation Christians. Uh, these people had struggles with idolatry. They had struggles with sexual immorality. They had these kind of struggles. And he says, "Hey, this has happened before. Here's some lessons you can learn um, of how to deal with this uh, this thing in your life. And here's how God will come through for you." Mm-hmm. You
2: know, it's um, reminds me when I was growing up. Um, My dad, when uh, we lived in Chicago and we're surrounded by a lot of drugs and gangs and all these different things, and, you know, parents are always trying to figure out how do you get your kid not to go down that road, right, when you're steeped in that environment. And my dad used to say that experience is the best teacher, but a fool learns by no other means. So it's like if you have to learn the lesson by suffering the pain and the consequence, my dad would say, well, if you become addicted to cocaine to find out that it's addictive, you may not come back. And so the whole idea is learn from other people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Paul is trying to say is that the history of the world and the history of the those before us in the Bible, their mistakes are our instruction. Mm-hmm. They're our warnings. That's how we learn and that's how we prepare for the things that are coming up in our own lives. Mm-hmm. And so I, I find that that point is... Uh, really stuck with me over the years that Sebastian get the point without the pain yeah mm-hmm. That's the this intent. is the
0: power of biographies where you learn the lessons of other people's lives mm-hmm. without having to live through them right. yeah. and there's something powerful about biblical of biographies because there's there's a reason why these guys were in there and others didn't make the final cut that's so right so, speak. so Siku at the end of the, of the passage it says it's talking about temptation and overcoming so how does he con- why does he conclude there how does history how does it impact our day-to-day and, and 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 overcoming
1: right well you know in the in the narrative part of it where he's recounting the history he goes through they had this powerful experience with God and then the
0: Israelites the Israelites yes.
1: in the beginning of chapter ten, they had this powerful experience with God. And then right after that you say he says, but with most of them, verse five, God was not well pleased, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it transitions from this powerful experience with God to apostasy, you know, to, to sexual immorality and idolatry yeah. and all these things. And so he says in verse twelve, therefore, this is what the example teaches us, is let him who think that thinks that he stands Take heed lest he fall. So just because you've had a powerful experience with God doesn't mean when when, when the situation changes, you're not in slavery anymore. Mm-hmm. When you were poor, you were being so faithful to God. You were praying every day. You were praying five times a day, right? But now <laughs> that you came into money, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. you know, you're going out clubbing. I don't know. You know like mm-hmm. life, cha- because of the change in circumstances, mm-hmm. you think that I had a strong relationship with God. But the circumstances change and suddenly you fall. Mm -hmm. But then the the hope and the courage that he gives in verse 13 is that no temptation will overtake you, Mm -hmm. that God hasn't prepared a way for you to handle it. Mm -hmm. So you go from poverty to riches, God is able to take you through that transition that you're making. Mm -hmm. Or you go from riches to poverty, God is able to take you through that transition. So any situation or circumstance that you come to in life Um, Your confidence isn't in yourself and your past experience with God. Your confidence is in that God is able to take me through it.
0: Additionally, it seems like we're all not that different from the Israelites. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Sometimes in retrospect, we're like, oh, these guys there there they go again Mm. but he's not like uh, you're the same people you know and you're going through the same thing i think verse 11 is the message we need to get from this from this lesson verse 11 now all these things happen to them as examples they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends Mm. of the ages have come and it's telling us that all these things all these stories from the old testament are giving us principles on how to prepare for the days that are before us and i think
2: and i think what's huge about that is The spiritual experience was universal. Everybody drank from the spiritual drink. Mm. Everybody was brought out. Everyone saw the cloud. But when you get down into verses 6 through 10, you see some were tempted by this. Hmm. Some were tempted by complaining. Some it was idolatry, which lets you know that we all may have the same spiritual experience, our temptations may be varied, right? Well,
0: or God has given us all the same benefits, all the same advantages. Correct. But through our choices, we can use to, we can choose to, uh, to benefit from fall. them or, or turn away right. from them. I mean, exactly. God fall. is in
3: the, God is in the work of changing our characters. And so He doesn't just like, from one day to the other, make us, you know, uh, perfect. Mm. It's a process. And Mm -hmm. so in the process, as it says here, he provides always a way of escape. He's like, hey, I know you can handle this if you trust in me. Mm -hmm. Take hold of the power I provide and you will overcome. Mm -hmm. Don't fall like these others who fell and and, and gave up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what I think is encouraging is that even though there were many that apostatized in the process, God stayed faithful to them. And I can tell tell you from my life, how many times have I fallen away from the Lord? But I, I I knew I could come back to him, and he would take pick me up again. Okay, like, let's go to the next level.
2: Mm-hmm. And it also encourages us to be patient because while one person may say, "Aha, you know, I didn't fall into idolatry," right? Because mm-hmm. there were some right. that were on when Moses said, "Who was on the Lord's side?" in Exodus, they joined. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. some of those same people might have fallen tempted to, to complain, to complain yeah. mm-hmm. or they made a well you see so you guys are complainers like so that's not my struggle. everyone
0: their own thing that they're dealing exactly. with.
2: Exactly yeah. and so there is like right. oh no you know sexual immorality is like we didn't fall into this but you fell into this yeah. and that's where I think the, the devil is so intent on making us compare ourselves in a way to say well I'm not falling like this person therefore I'm safe which goes back to Siku's point of the one who thinks he stands is the one that actually is the one that needs to be warned.
0: So let's take this premise of 1 Corinthians and then expand it out to, to our mm-hmm. lives, yeah? The, all the, the this entire Bible has been given, this entire Bible, the principles <laughs> have been given to us right. to help us navigate the lives that we are in. So we're, we're in the in season of families, yeah? Mm-hmm. We're talking about families, and there's different stages of, 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 of life. Yep. Uh, all of you are 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 kind of happily married, you know. Kind of. Kind of. I don't know about kind you, bro. Of. Absolutely <laughs> happily. You're, married. you're on 100%. air, so so all right. And uh, we're, we're we're happy. So, what are some ways that um, that the Bible gives us uh, to prepare for marriage, prepare mm. for matrimony, prepare for getting getting hitched? Uh, Siku, you're breathing, first yeah.
1: Um This is not just specifically for marriage, but I think generally, like in terms of preparing for a different stage in life, mm-hmm. um, I think about, you know, when Solomon became king and, you know, he goes up to worship God and then God comes to him at night and he says, what do you want me to give you? Mm-hmm. And this is, he's he's in a transition period. Like this is his beginning, his, his uh, work as a king, you know, of the Israelites. And what he asks from God, he says, God, I want you to give me wisdom because how am I going to lead these people? And mm-hmm. God responds positively. He says, You didn't ask for riches, you didn't ask for, for wealth, for fame, but because you asked for wisdom, like he asked for something that was character driven. Mm-hmm. He wanted something that he wanted to be equipped. To be the person who could lead the lead the Israelites, mm-hmm. not for material things. Mm-hmm. And I think as we go through transitions, um, looking for like the, the character, the type of character that it will take to go through those transitions. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded when I was in college, my brother asked me one time, my older brother, he said, "Siku, what? Who do you want to be? You know, when you grow up?" And I said, well, "Then I was pre-med, um, as all the Africans in my school were." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he said, "Who do you want to be?" And I said, "You know, I want to be a doctor." And he said, no, I didn't say, what do you want to be? I said, who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And he was saying, regardless of what um, profession you end so up... wise. I know he is. <laughs> like He's <solemn>. pretty awesome. <laughs> 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 He's like, regardless of what profession you end up choosing, mm-hmm. um, you need to be thinking about the person that you want to be. Mm-hmm. And then regardless of what you're studying, you are prepa- mm-hmm. you are becoming that person. Mm-hmm. And so your daily habits are building the type of character mm-hmm. that will be a person. So... That's I think generally speaking, like as we go going into different stages in life, it's about who we want to be in those stages. Mm -hmm. And so in marriage, it's not just the stuff like I want to have a house and whatever, you know, it's who do I want to be as a spouse?
0: What's your brother's name? Do me. Do me. Do, yeah. do, do, do me. Shout out to do me out there. Hey, <laughs> if you're out there, uh, you're, I hope you're watching because it's your sister and all the wisdom that you've given to your sister. So according to do me in theology, it's it's character that matters yes. most. Yes. Absolutely. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, 5, verse 22, the Bible, uh, we'll be reading the Bible uh, about character and uh, we'll come back after the break. We'll be back into scripture. We'll see you on the other side okay that was a quick break and we were in the midst of doomian theology and we're looking at Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and 23 the bible says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such there is no law i used to think this this is one of those kind of cliche bible verses Mm. and then you have to memorize and you draw like the fruits and you put them on the wall this is like one of those primary junior early sunday sabbath school kind of verses but here I think this is really the core of Christian life yeah and those Mm -hmm. I think those virtues I mean we need to memorize and really embrace and anticipate anticipate. it's it's pointing to, to character Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in preparation for for marriage, I mean, this, we we've always had those discussions, haven't we? I mean, and, and we're all, we're married here. And but remember before you were married, remember when we were like That's alone we and depressed, about. and we're like all all like, oh, what are we? I, are do? And I used to marry? visit you, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and Sebastian used to visit me. I'm like, oh, I'm I am so get up, man, clean yourself up. You know? Great, it's Sebastian again. Um, and then if you just imagine. Remember those days when we're like, who do you want to marry? And you, th- you used to pick out points, traits. Mm-hmm. We used to make lists and. Uh, and, and and I had. I'm not. Gonna Justin had a this. long list. I had 20, 20 things. You know, <laughs> wow. and on the first page. What is a way to prepare for marriage? Mm-hmm. I'll, just, I'll shut up and then well, I'll let you you guys know, answer the question. Jonathan, you all you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know.
3: Um, no, you know, with um, it says the fruit of the spirit. So yes. this is these are character traits of God yes. that He wants to develop in us because we are His image. Yes. And so for me, what really changed my perspective and outlook was when I realized, hey. In this relationship between a man and a woman, you have, which is a reflection of the Godhead. You yeah. know, um, God wants to develop pure love, and this is not something you will have before you're married, uh, and it will probably take your entire lifetime to develop it. And even then, there is still an eternity to go. Yeah. But as you as you embrace this understanding that marriage is not about self-gratification, but it's about selfless, self-sacrificial attitude mm-hmm. that you develop, as you realize, hey, this is like iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, this is going to gonna smooth things out, but it's a beautiful process. As you embrace that process, as you transition through life that way, mm-hmm. un- understanding that God is love and that he wants to make my wife and myself and A reflection of that love. Oh, like wow! Like that is a totally different perspective. Mm-hmm. I just,
1: mm. just, just, to speak to, um, I, I, think that something happens once you, you are married. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different from talking about it and theorizing <laughs> about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there's something to beginning with the end in mind, right? So, First Corinthians chapter 13, mm-hmm. the love chapter, mm-hmm. and tells us, you know, these are the. Uh, this is what love looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be married to be patient mm-hmm. to be kind you learn a different kind of kindness mm-hmm. when your spouse did that the 10,000th time and you've talked about it over and over again and now mm. you have to talk about it and you have to say it kindly mm. it's a different From level personal experience
2: feeling emotional thanks for joining our group
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you learn you learn a different it's, it's at a, a different level but yes. you don't have to be married to 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 experience kindness or to practice kindness. Um, So so beginning with the end in mind, so becoming the person that you need to be in a marriage relationship. If in my marriage I need to um, focus on positive attributes that people have Mm -hmm. as opposed to focusing on the evil... That's something that I need to begin now, and that prepares me for I think this marriage.
0: is such a powerful point, because I think those who are not prepared for marriage are ones who are looking for these character traits, which are very good character traits, in, in other the other people. person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's I right. need to develop that for myself. And the reality is, even after marriage, we're still developing that anyway, mm-hmm. and that other person is helping me develop those traits that, that I want to begin the, with. Marriage it's, boosts it's, it's, that it's, process. It's an iron, iron thing. It's a boost. Uh, yes. Yeah, so... Amanda has a hard, hard, uh, <laughs> Sebastian. I know. It. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. It's true. Well, I was going to say, you know, building off of Siku's point that when you go to the love chapter in first Corinthians 13, I find that the qualities that Paul talks about in verse four, first Corinthians 13, he says, well, let's actually go to first Corinthians 13 yeah, because we're
0: referencing it. And I think, uh, we are many, many, may be familiar, but I think it's a juicy chapter. Mm-hmm. It is. And we're about to talk about marriage. Not that this is confined to marriage, but it has. Um, some principles. There. Verse four, chapter thirteen, verse four. And Jonathan, can you read that? Yes. Yeah. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not
3: parade itself and is not puffed up.
0: Keep going. Oh, verse, keep going. Okay. Eight, verse seven.
3: Yeah. <laughs> does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. It thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And then love never fails.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I just love that the Apostle Paul, when he's coming to talk about the behavior of love, that how love behaves, the first quality is not kindness. Mm -hmm. It's not affection. Mm -hmm. It's not forgiveness. Right. It's patience. And the Mm -hmm. fact that love suffers long Mm -hmm. because you think about the fact of Jacob, when he loved Rachel, he waited seven years. You think about God loving his people and persisting generation after generation after generation. And in looking at this attribute, to me, preparing for marriage and even for parenting and other stages of life is really all about being grounded, in my opinion, in this quality of patience, your ability to deal with long periods of time, your ability to be okay with the process. Yes. Because I feel like when you get married, if the person looks like they have those qualities, then you find out they don't really have them as much as you thought. Mm -hmm. It's going to require patience, Mm -hmm. right? When you're raising your kids and it's like, oh, I have to talk to them for the 10,000th time, Mm -hmm. you're going to need to have patience. And only love, Paul says, behaves this way. Mm -hmm. And I think your preparation is, I need to learn, like Siku was saying, I need to learn to behave that way now and get used to dealing with long periods of time. Because I've often told my younger sister, like, When she's talking about dating a guy, I'm like, look, any guy who cannot wait until you're married, right? He's pressing you to kiss or to share these sort of physical affections and physical boundaries. It's like, he's not the person for you. Mm -hmm. Because if he can't wait, then here we see the first quality of love is patience. Mm -hmm. I'm like, he doesn't love you if he cannot wait.
1: Maybe that's why, you know, the the waiting to get married period in life, I think for a lot of young people feels like a really long time mm-hmm. but maybe that's why it's like that like god is trying to develop you to be the person yes. who would make a good spouse Absolutely. this generation
0: is getting married longer and longer later, later. and later and they're waiting longer <laughs> and longer and they're all like, oh, we're preparing we're preparing but it's more financial it's mm-hmm. more stability it's more i want to mm-hmm. i'm i'm 35 years old i want to get out of my parents basement and i want to you know get some <laughs> or things
2: i want to do i, I want to travel, travel this world.
0: World or yeah. whatnot right but what you're saying is it's just about becoming like jesus mm-hmm. is the best preparation mm. for marriage uh whether you're there or not who's to judge but it's on getting on that that mindset and that now focus.
2: let's not get too far away from the practical pieces either right, right? right so it's true you should not be living in your mom's basement trying to right. get married mm-hmm. you know to somebody <laughs> like i would never let my daughter marry a guy living in his mom's basement like to me yes the quality and the character pieces are are appropriate but jesus was also industrious Jesus was a hard worker. Jesus yeah. was responsible. Yeah. So hey,
0: we love you out there. If you're watching this from your bare parents' basement, we love you. We encourage you. But you need, at some point, you need to get out after 35, and and we know there's different life circumstances. Watch the stewardship season on on how to how to get out of your. Now let's go back to uh, Sebastian. You've been talking about your daughter a bit. Let's transition to parenting. Uh-huh. Yes. What is the best way to? And Jonathan, this is a pay, pay attention. And I what, how do we prepare ourselves? Me, what are yeah. biblical principles of preparation? To to be a better parent, Jesus.
1: Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. There's, there's,
0: there's, it's the truth. It's, it's the answer. So much, so much to unpack with that. One I know, right? That she said. Well, um, I think
2: when you, when you when you when you look at um, you know, First Samuel chapter one. First Ch- Samuel chapter one. <laughs> yes. First Samuel. And this is dealing Old with Testament Hannah, chapter one, becoming a parent. Verse 27.
0: 7. Eight. Okay. Jackson, you want to read that for us?
2: Yes. So it says, for this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worship the Lord there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so we see that Hannah really desperately wanted to have a child, and she prayed for the child. And when the child was received, she said, well, I'm going to give him back to the Lord. Right, the word says lented, but really, when you dig into the text and its original language, it's she's granting it to the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is yours, and so I feel like preparation for parenting here started off with number one, her spiritual life and her prayerful connection to God. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times uh, there are children that are born into the world not by intention. Not by spiritual design. Mm -hmm. You know that Hannah was a premier mother because she prayed for that. Mm -hmm. And she recognized the responsibility, she recognized the privilege and the preciousness that it was to be a mother. Mm -hmm. And then took it to the next level to recognize that the child was never really hers, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that it was a gift from God. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you learn to be a good steward of the things that God has entrusted Mm -hmm. to you, the greatest thing that God's going to entrust to you next to your spouse. Is going to be your children, mm-hmm. and and learning that to say this is not mine for me to just you know go off on my kids when I'm frustrated or upset or like I don't want to deal with you right now. That's, all, we-
0: that's a hard reality yeah. mm-hmm. as a parent to to, mm-hmm. to 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 not accept but really to actualize. No. Yes, you know, to implement because it. Because this is this is family, you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes you get so familiar and mm-hmm. nope. This, isn't, this is my family, but really they're extension of the Lord's family. Yes. You know, what I love about this verse is, we'll come to Siku, uh, here, Hannah, she's, she's raising this child, and she knows that, if you look at Eli, the priest, he's not a good dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look at his sons, not good dudes. Right. Uh, the whole system, not a good no. dude system. Yeah, <laughs> not got going on. Right. And she's raising this child, and saying, willing to just kind of let him go into that system. Mm-hmm. And you think about in today's day and age, like, I want my child to go mm-hmm. to the best education system. Like There's no good education i mean he's gonna be home school he's like me home school he's gonna that's be in my basement school. for her until he's 35 years old <laughs> right. and that kind of thing um <laughs> i mean we're, we're thinking of that, that that way but she's thinking of how can i how can this child be a blessing you know mm. there's this intentionality yes. in sending this child to maybe change the system mm-hmm. to you know be where the lord can use him in mm-hmm. that system Th- that's this is good parenting
2: mm. i mean that's radical that's right radical. It's radical. it is because radical. right now people would Completely keep their child away from the system. It's a
0: helicopter yeah. tiger
2: mom yes, you know, hovering hover. over. Mm. Yeah. Okay, she Speaking of say,
1: tiger
0: d- moms, yes. <laughs> 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 wow. <All
1: right. laughs> I I appreciated this the the, the aspect of prayer and yes. you know in preparing for this mm-hmm. for the study actually I wanted to bring out prayer even from the first one that we talked about in preparation the importance of prayer like mm-hmm. praying Lord do you want me to get married. Who do you want me to marry? Like putting it in the hands of the Lord. And that, yeah. that's, that surrendering prayer is an act of surrender. It's saying, yes. God, I want you to take charge of this aspect of my life. And, you know, I remember, you know, when, when before my husband and I were married and we were courting and we would talk about, you know, what our goals were for the future. And we prayed a lot about, Lord, if, if this leads into marriage. Should we have children? How many children should we have? And surrendering every aspect of our lives, especially important decisions like that, into the hands of the Lord. So I just wanted to underscore mm-hmm. the importance of prayer, prayer in the yeah. process of preparation.
3: And I want to just confirm that because in my, in my personal experience... Um, I'm trying not to, going to tear up here, but, you know, I know that my parents prayed a lot for their children, including myself and all three of us. It's not, it was not a cut deal that we're going to be, you know, faithful to God and give our lives to Jesus and serve him. Uh, it, it, for a while, it looked totally the opposite. But when people asked them, so what did you do to get your kids, you know, to be active and all these things for the Lord? A, it was prayer. It wasn't us. It was prayer and surrendering to God. Um, prayer has
0: such an important role in parenting that's the that's the most that we can do in preparation preparing for the next stage of, of our lives time has gotten away from us we didn't get a chance to talk about the later ends of mm. our lives but the principles still remain the same that whether it's being single married kids or, or the later half of life the best way to prepare is is through prayer but becoming like jesus through the midst of that change i know this episode has been a personal blessing to me Hopefully, it's been for you as well. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week, here on in Inverse.
1: You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.